all right, let's move over to our quarterback rankings. Um, I think that's about it for our Thursday night football preview. Um, yeah. And no surprise here. I have Josh Allen as my number one quarterback. Uh, the Bills have the highest implied total for the week against the Steelers at home. Uh, you know, crazy to think that last week's performance was a down week for him. Yeah. He still got it done for you in a big way. Um, Lamar Jackson at number two here. Vegas is expecting this game to be very close. The Ravens are only favored by three points at home. Um, so this has the makings of a shootout. Uh, and Joe Burrow, you know, should have no issues putting up numbers, you know, up with his weapons against a Ravens secondary, giving up a ton of production right now. So this is what you want for Lamar to reach his ceiling. Josh Allen went up, went up against this secondary last week. Unfortunately, the weather wasn't ideal for his wide receivers to absolutely go apeshit. Uh, right. But it, I think I think Lamar Jackson and and Josh Allen are both you know uh, going to be really really high end starters this week. Lamar Jackson can absolutely have another forty point game uh, this week. Um, oh, yeah. You know, for you there'll be three forty point games in four weeks <laughs> whatever is that, it was. Is, that, is that for us bold prediction for this week lamar t- lamar tops 40 again <laughs> I, I i i think so man i think so I, I i i don't see how he doesn't end up doing it but but yeah so uh you know it's in terms of like like you could see that i have joe burrow here pretty high right yeah. and that's part of the reason because i do think this is going to end up being a shootout i have him above joe uh i have him above justin herbert and kyla murray because the ravens uh are extremely vulnerable to their wide receivers and obviously you know joe burrow has three of the best you know one of the best wide receiver trios in the league definitely one of the best wide receiver duos if not the best wide receiver duo in the league um so i I expect him to put up big numbers and i expect lamar jackson to to be putting up big numbers as well so them going back and forth i love joe burrow this week yeah and historically we've seen you know tremendous fantasy outings between the ravens and the bengals you know, both directions. Lamar Jackson having big days when he, I remember, was it during his MVP season, just ripping up the middle for 60-yard touchdown and had, with that one spin move, you remember that? And then yeah. and then was it last year where the Bengals just absolutely torched the Ravens and Joe Burrow threw it for like four touchdowns, five touchdowns, it was a huge game. So this matchup itself has been very good for fantasy in the past few years, and it's not going to stop. You know, it's going to be an awesome matchup. I believe this is the 820 game, the nighttime primetime game on Sunday. It is. If I, so... Yeah, expect fireworks. It's going to be a huge game. Um, we can say this about. It seems like we've been saying this about every Ravens game this year, um, but there's no reason not to. Lamar Jackson has that rushing upside. Um, I think he has one of the safest floors every week because of his his rushing ability. And Joe Burrow, um, their Bengals are starting to look like the Bengals again. So I'd love to see this be a high scoring game, and I think it will. We have Jalen Hurts at number three against Arizona. Uh, Patrick Mahomes at number four. Uh, he, you know, him. He's going up against Vegas at home. They have the highest over-under of the week uh, for that game, the second-highest implied total for the Chiefs. Uh, so, you know, plug Patrick Mahomes in there. I, I was going to put Joe Burrow above Mahomes, but I think Mahomes is going to do his thing in Vegas as well. Uh, and then followed by Justin Herbert at number six, and that's kind of where one of the tiers end for me. Yeah. Um, and then I have these other guys, like Kyler Murray, Tom Brady, Carson Wentz, Derek Carr. You know, Vegas – you know, has the cards, let's see, at an applied total of only 22 points uh, this week. A little bit of a tough matchup against Philly, even though it's at home. You know, Kyle Murray and this offense just overall has struggled for the most part. They haven't looked great. Um, 
Cliff Kingsbury, you know, he's making do with what he has, um, but he's not an ideal offensive coach for the NFL. And it's showing, you know, over the first few weeks. The good yeah. thing is they have Kyler Murray, they have some weapons, and they're they're getting it done whichever way they can. Um, but, you know, Kyler Murray is somebody that, you know, even in a bad game, he could still put up 20 for you. And mm-hmm. if he rushes one in, he ends up with like 25, right? Which is what he did last week. So um, even in the not in a not-so-great matchup, Kyler Murray can still do his thing. I, mean, I look at Kyler Murray, and he's really keeping the Cardinals afloat right now, at least on offense. Um, it wasn't any more evident than against that game against Las Vegas where they came back and then, you know, he ran like 80 yards on the two-point conversion and ran it in himself for two points. Like, Kyler Murray, I don't have any worries about him. People might be worried that his production hasn't been necessarily what we expected it to be. You know, he's usually the guy that's off to a hot start and then he slows down a little bit at the end of the season. That's not the case. He's been kind of mid-tier. You know, he's been a good start for you every week, but he hasn't had the ceiling that you were looking for when you drafted him. I think it's only going to keep better. I think right now, and a lot of people in the fantasy community would agree that you could probably target him and buy him a little bit low um, mm-hmm. because when he gets his weapons back, you know, he's going to be much better, I think, fantasy-wise. Uh, the whole offense overall will be better fantasy-wise. But I think for now, Kyler Murray, especially against a tough matchup in Philly, even though they are in Arizona, I think that seven is appropriate. He's going to produce for you regardless because of his rushing ability and it's, it's only up from here. So I think he is fair. He's the top end of the second tier of quarterbacks you can start. Um, Justin Herbert just has a slightly better floor. All the other guys do too. But um, I, I like Kyler Murray. He's edging on that territory before we get to the Tom Brady's and Carson Wentz's. Yeah, yeah the Tom Brady's and Carson Wentz's. We're <laughs> <laughs> in the same category. Um, but yeah, I have Brady at eight here, uh, even higher than I did last last week. But the Bucks have the high, the third highest implied total for the week. Um, you know, he has Chris Godwin back. He threw for 385 yards and three touchdowns last week. Granted, you know, he had to throw it a ton with Casey up all game. Uh, yeah. But his receivers had good matchups, have good matchups this week, you know, against Atlanta. So, mm-hmm. you know, now that Godwin's back, I like Brady a lot more for fantasy. Three of four quarterbacks so far going up against Atlanta. They were able to put up very solid fantasy days against them. Uh, Matt Stafford uh, has been terrible this year and his one good game was against Atlanta. So yeah. I think Brady ends up, you know, having a pretty good uh, week on Sunday. Yeah. I think Tom Brady has a very safe floor because of the matchup. Um, like we said, Tom Brady hasn't looked like Tom Brady and whether that's just, you know, missing guys on offense or dealing with Giselle off field, um, that remains to be seen. Oh, but... Of course we had to, we had to bring it up. Of course. <laughs> I was trying up. not yeah, to yeah, yeah. bring it up. We had to bring it up. All right. <laughs> but yeah, so regardless of what it is, he hasn't looked the same as he was last season, especially for fantasy purposes. Um, this is, if I'm not mistaken, his worst start, I think with the Buccaneers in terms of fantasy football. So he hasn't looked the same. But I think he can get back to that because now he has, like you said, Chris Godwin is back. Mike Evans is still there. He's going to have his full complement of weapons. And, you know, it's a plus matchup. You can have him ranked at eight. I think that's fair. His ceiling might not necessarily be there, but his floor is super, super, super high, um, especially in this matchup. So, yeah, eight is good. I think so. Uh, I had Carson Wentz back in number nine. And, you know, this one is like way, way above consensus. I think consensus rankings have him at like number 16 or 17 or something like that this week. But like we talked about this before, right? Like Wentz had, he had two tough matchups, but I do expect him to bounce back this week. You know, Titans, the Titans defense, they got 356 passing yards to Matt Ryan last week. 
Um, yeah. and, and through through four games, Tennessee has given up ten passing touchdowns. So this is a pass first offense. Even without Jahan Dotson, I think Wentz should get it done. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. I am a little bit Larry because you know Carson Wentz. He tends to go on you know streaks where he's not so good, and he's been rattled the past two games. It's it's going to come down to the pass protection for me. I don't think the Titans have anyone you have to be scared of with pass rushing. So this could end up being a plus matchup for Carson Wentz. Um, I think not having Jahan Dotson does hurt a little bit because I think of all the Washington receivers, he showed the best connection with Dotson. Um, and that might be surprising. I'm not surprised. I thought that Dotson was very good. I thought he was like, like I said, he's a solid receiver, very QB friendly. Um, but I think this might open the door. You know, if Carson Wentz can have a day like we're projecting to have, it might open the door for guys like Terry McLaurin and Curtis Samuel to show up again and be a little bit more fancy relevant than they have been. I like Carson Wentz here, but I think there's also his range of outcomes is pretty wide. I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up underperforming just because this is so high. Yeah, no, I, I get that. I'm I'm looking to acquire Carson Wentz in a lot of leagues, especially two quarterback leagues. Um, I think his ceiling is just at the point, you know, his ceiling is higher. He's, he showed that ceiling in week one and week two. I just think the offense is just conducive to fantasy points, especially in the past game. Right. Um, we got Derek Carr at number 10 here. Tom Brady just threw three touchdowns and almost 400 yards against uh, the Chiefs last week. And, you know, granted, that's, that's Tom Brady. Uh, yeah. Matt Ryan, though, he threw two touchdowns this the week before that. Justin Herbert threw three touchdowns in week two. Kyler Murray, two touchdowns in week one. I think Carr should have a solid game against KC, you know, and this is the highest highest total for the week. Uh, so, I, And also, there's a chance that Renfro is back. He did return to practice yesterday in a limited capacity, um, mm-hmm. and that's a good sign for him to come back from that concussion. Uh, and him to be cleared from the concussion protocol. So I think uh, Derek Carr, I think this week will be fine. Uh, any Anytime I put Derek Carr in my top 10, it never works out. Uh, but, you know, because it, it's Derek Carr and, you know, right. I blame him, not, not me. Uh, if he has a bad game, don't blame me. Because uh, right. he, he has it set up for this week, you know what I'm saying? So uh, I, I would still, you know, have him in my lineup this week. I, I, I think he's a solid start. Yeah, definitely. All right, let's move on to 11 through 20 here. We got Kirk Cousins at number 11, Trevor Lawrence at 12. Um, Kirk Cousins, you know, the uh, Vikings are tied for the fifth highest implied total on the week against Chicago. Chicago's defense, you know, they're a slow offense. They run the ball a lot. Uh, it is possible that they're able to control the game a little bit just because of the fact that the Vikings are not a good run defense. And if Chicago ends up, you know, controlling the clock, that isn't a great thing for the Vikings. However, I trust Vegas here. And I, you know, they seem to like Viking, the Vikings to score a ton of points. That's one of the reasons why I like Dalvin Cook this week as well. Um, yeah. But, but and we saw what Saquon Barkley was able to do against Chicago last week. But uh, mm-hmm. I think Kirk Cousins is relatively safe. I think he should be ranked as a quarterback one. You know, given the fact that you know these quarterbacks under him, you know, might not have as great of matchups. Like I have Trevor Lawrence against Houston. I think, you know, the Jaguars are going to score some points this week for sure. But I think a lot of it's going to be come in the run game um, rather than the pass game. And, uh, you know, for me, you could have Lawrence at 11. I think Kirk Cousins, Trevor Lawrence, Jared Goff, I think these guys are like relatively interchangeable um, yeah. for this week. So they're kind of in the same tier for me. Um, I don't really, ha- I'm not really, uh, I don't feel strongly about any of these guys. The reason why I have Kirk Cousins at 11 is because of that implied total. Um, yeah. Jared Goff at 13, you know, despite all the quarterback issues in New England, the Patriots are favored in this game. Um, <sighs> and, and and there's a 46 and a half uh, total. So, yeah. 
which I'm kind of surprised about. Uh, and Lamar, he was the only quarterback to really go off on the Patriots so far. So mm-hmm. I don't have as high expectations after Goff's huge game last week. I remember, like, you know, Goff can come back down to earth. He's not like the superstar quarterback. He got it done last week against the Seahawks, a much better, um, a much better matchup for him. And, you know, he's going to be up and down just like he has this year. So yeah. he's not like a slam dunk just because he did well last week. Yeah, I'm genuinely surprised that, you know, maybe the Patriots are favored in that game. Me too. I, actually, Me too. I actually have the Lions winning that one, but that's you know nothing to do with fancy. I think the offense in Detroit is very well, very much improved. Um, the defense in New England might be good, but I think the Lions are going to score points regardless. And I don't know how many points the Patriots are going to be able to put up. I mean, obviously they hung with Green Bay last week, but I, I'm not sure it's going to be repeated again. I know. Me, that's I think, why I'm surprised too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so, surprised that they're favorite. So, like, I, I'm okay with Jared Goff at 13. I'd say Kirk Cousins and Trevor Lawrence are interchangeable. I'd I'm bumping Jared Goff down just a little bit because it is a mm-hmm. tough matchup and they're on the road. But Kirk Cousins and Trevor Lawrence are interchangeable. They're very similar, I think, in terms of the way um, they've been producing this year. Kirk Cousins, I think the matchup is just a little bit better. Houston isn't horrendous. They just haven't won games. You know, all of the games have been relatively close, even if they were coming back from it, from um, being down in a deficit. Um, and we're not sure, obviously. Obviously, the Jacksonville looks much better, much improved from last year, but we're still not sure if there's um, a clear-cut team, at least I'm not, over Houston right now. This will be telling for me. I think Trevor Lawrence will score points, but I'm not sure if it's going to be a humongous day like other quarterbacks have had against him. Yeah, I mean, you know, they, they've only allowed four passing touchdowns in four games. Right. Houston has. So this might not be the, the best matchup. You know, like on paper, it might seem, oh, it's Houston. You know, they, they suck. Mm-hmm. But actually, they've only allowed – they only average – one pass touchdown per game. I mean, they're obviously giving up a ton on the ground, um, yeah. and that's where teams are going to be trying to win. And I think that's why I have Damian Pierce ranked very high this week. I think he's going to go go off potentially. Um, mm. But Trevor Lawrence, like you know, he's still a top twelve quarterback. He should be fine. Yeah, I got Aaron Rodgers at number fourteen here. He hasn't really showed his ceiling this year. You know, he hasn't surpassed seventeen fantasy points uh, in in regular four point passing touchdown scoring. The matchup this week is all right. Uh, but yeah. I can see this being all about the running backs this week, you know, as the Packers. They're favored by more than a touchdown in London. It's possible that Daniel Jones doesn't even play. And if he doesn't, that would really suck. So <laughs> I can see the Packers controlling this game through. This mean a lot of Aaron Jones and a lot of AJ Dillon. Yeah, I think that's fair. You know, the Giants, the thing that's been keeping the Giants afloat has been the defense. And Aaron Rodgers, you know, he's still building that connection with the receivers, the receivers that he has, Romeo Dubs, Christian Watson. We've talked about them at length on this podcast. But, um, I think Aaron Rodgers, you're seeing what you're going to get with him this season unless somebody really steps up and this offense changes. Uh, even though the receivers are starting to look better, you know, and they're starting to look like they're gelling a little bit more with Aaron Rodgers, I think the offense still runs through the running backs. Aaron Rodgers is a very good talent. He can throw the ball very well. But the receivers, just he doesn't have a playmaker now like Devontae Adams. And I don't want to chalk it all up to Devontae Adams. But these are still young guys on the perimeter, on the outside, catching passes. Give it a little bit more time, but until then, Aaron Rodgers, I think he's kind of stuck at his, at this ceiling. He keeps hitting that 17-point ceiling. I think he's going to be at that point for a little while yet because Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon are a great one-two in the backfield. They can lean on them, and especially in a game against New York where I could see them actually going up, uh, it could be a running back day, like you said. I got Russell Wilson at number 15. We talked about him already. Uh, Ryan Tannehill at 16, like one of those guys who just just ends up getting it done for fantasy for you for the most part. Uh, Good matchup against Washington. Uh, Geno Smith at 17 here. 
some people might be surprised that I have him that low, you know, after, you know, he's kind of been the talk of quarterbacks, uh, you know, after after week four. But it, it is a little bit of a tough matchup for him. It's not like he's been, you know, killer every single week this mm-hmm. year. Um, the fact that they've upped the pace is is a great thing. And that's that's good for him. It's positive for his prospects moving forward. Uh, but New Orleans is relatively tough matchup, you know, uh, allowed only three touchdown passes uh, in the last four weeks. Uh, Kirk Cousins looked relatively sharp. You know, he did throw that pick, uh, if not mistaken, if it was it was, it was tipped or it dropped past, something like that. Um, yeah, but, so. you know, he did throw the touchdown 273 yards last week. But, um, you know, that New Orleans defense is relatively good. I would say, um, and they're playing. They're going to be at home, so not necessarily, you know, my favorite matchup for Geno Smith. So I don't want to elevate him over these other guys here. Who would you rather play this week, Geno or Ryan Tannehill? I'm going to go with Geno, but then if you ask yeah. me if I'm going to go Geno or Russell Wilson, who's the next highest ranked guy, I'm going Russell Wilson. Yeah, yeah, I, I, agree. I, I think Geno Smith has a higher ceiling than Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill, right. Tannehill has the floor, but um, I, New Orleans is a tough matchup. I'll give him that. And we have seen Gino look like Gino Smith, and we've seen Gino look like Russell Wilson, which is fun <laughs> to say. But um, so I, I think, you know, I'll take the chances on Gino Smith. Even though Ryan Tannehill, you know, he does have a good matchup against Washington, uh, I'll take my chances with Gino Smith. I hear that. Um, I got Marcus Mariota at 18, Matthew Stafford at 19. Uh, Stafford's been terrible for fantasy this year. He's really hard to trust, you know, and, and he's going up against Dallas, which is a tough defense. So I'm not. Yeah. I'm not putting Matthew Stafford in my lineup unless it's a two quarterback league. Uh, and even then I might just put Jacoby Brissett in there instead, just so I can get a safe floor. <laughs> yeah, no, I hear what you're saying. The thing about Matthew Stafford is not only is he not putting up a whole lot of points, but he's throwing picks and he's turning the ball over. And that just, yes. that's negative points. And that's, what's hurting him. If you take away the negative points, he's probably going to be ranked somewhere between 14 and 15, but he's just, been turning he might the ball be ranked, over like listen, he might be ranked as a top 12, top 13 quarterback if he wasn't throwing so many damn interceptions, man. Right. He's putting up the yards. Uh, but but yeah, no, it's it's he it's has pretty bad. he has what six interceptions in four weeks. Uh, I think he's good for one of those against Dallas, too. Um, especially with the pressure they're probably gonna be getting it's, on him. It's it, it's funny because uh every time uh my guy Zerk, who's also an underdog partner, he he tweeted at underdog and said, like, hey, like, can we get a line? for a you know plus you know over 0.5 interceptions from matt stafford and then underdog replied to him and replied his to his tweet and with a screenshot of them adding it so they did add it nice. for this week. i so, thought you were gonna say they're gonna be like no and they make it one of those special offers you know how they do it. it's like yeah, over yeah, yeah. under one passing yard like no, they literally they literally added it for us so we can all uh choose that so yeah, so 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 take advantage of the underdog. And if you're not, if you don't know what underdog is, uh, you guys should check it out. Uh, check out their pickums. I'm gonna have my pickums available on Instagram in a couple of hours uh, tonight with all of my picks. Um, and you guys should really take advantage of that because I've been on fire. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I don't want to toot my own horn here, but I I've been on fire. And I just let you guys know what I have as a little preview. Uh, I I have Naheem Hines uh, under. 70.5 Russian receiving yards. I have Naheem Hines, uh, four receptions. I have the the over on that. Well, I can't, I'm not allowed to say over. What am I supposed to say? Higher, 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 higher yes. than four receptions. Daily Michael Pittman, sports. not betting. <laughs> Michael Pittman, higher than 5.5 receptions. I have Russell Wilson under 0.5 interceptions. I don't think he throws a pick tonight. I do think he will throw two touchdowns. So I have him a uh, higher than 1.5 touchdowns. So, uh, I have a bunch of these available. And you guys, all you got to do is just put them a bunch of those picks together uh in one entry 
and you can basically multiply your money. So if you choose four of them, you end up and you get them all right, you're going to text 10 X, whatever you put in. So if I put in 10 bucks, I'm getting 40 bucks back. If I'm, if I put in 50 bucks, uh, I, I'm going to get back $500 back. You know, if, and if you get, if you choose five of those picks and you get all five of those, right, you're going to 20 X your money in one yep. night. Okay. So it's definitely worth trying out. So uh, go over to underdog fantasy, download the app, make sure you use the code upper hand when you make your first deposit, because your the first deposit will get doubled with that promo code upper hand all right so make sure you check check, check that out uh we've been on fire i see like I, I i said we've been on fire so many times now that i feel like i'm just jinxing the shit out of it like now like we're gonna go for like well, over eight yeah well you we're gonna ride it we're gonna ride the momentum while we can like we're riding clyde edwards hilarious momentum so <laughs> it's true 